What is up, Ding Dongs? Yikes. You know what I think? It's the season for it. I think we need, we did, we've done it before. We will do it again. But I think we need a little Yacht Rock. What you want? Baby, I'm going to want you. Baby, I'm going to need you. Or Michael McDonald. Any Michael McDonald. My friend Alex, who listens to the podcast, by the way. Uh-huh. Sorry. Alex Pollock. Hi, Alex. Sorry about um, everything that I do and say. She probably doesn't remember this quote that I'm about to hang on her, but um, she said this once, that Michael McDonald's voice could make any song better. And you know what? Grizzly <laughs> Bear agreed, didn't they? They sure did. They sure did. Um, so, you know, we could do a little Michael McDonald, or we could do some Baby, I'm a want you, baby, I'm a Or we could just play you. Grizzly Bear. Yeah, either way. Um, no, bum, nobody's bum, into that. Okay, there's fine. a new Stick sun arising. I can see it in your eyes. And dun, dun, Why would we want to play Michael McDonald when we have Rachel Morgan in the studio with me. us? I will put on that yacht rock station on heavy rotation at my place, and it gets so many complaints by visitors. Like they are, they get so tired of it. And I'm like, I could just listen all day and all night. Yeah, if you want to listen to music at your own home, you're entitled to do so. I would think so, but still people complain, Gordon. They still complain. They can um, register those complaints podcast at SidewalkFest.com. Yeah, like that sticker, 1-800-EAT-SHIT. How's my driving, (laughs) 1-800-EAT-SHIT? One of my favorite bumper stickers ever. Uh, You see that? that I've seen that before where it's like you see that and truck balls. Oh man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a double. That's a double down, y'all. Lots of um, lots of uh, Punisher uh, logos. Yeah, that too. Days. That too. Uh, that too. That's a little distressing. If there's anyone out there listening to the podcast who has truck balls, a Punisher sticker, and a one eight hundred How's My Driving one eight hundred Eat Shit sticker, we owe you, we're going to send you in and we're going to send you festival passes. Festival passes. Well. At the very least, <laughs> I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna walk that promise back slightly. Um, but what I will say is, at the very least, if you'd like a sidewalk bumper sticker to put on your truck next to those oh, things, we would enthusiastically support that. We didn't even introduce this podcast. Oh yeah, I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm Corey Kraft. This is Side Talks. It's technically a cinema podcast. Yeah, oh, you gotta get fussy about it. What's this shit? That All was right. a classic. An old traditional old style. Old fashioned what's this shit. We're on a plane. I'm describing a scene from a film in case you didn't know. And Corey's going to try to guess it with his crazy brain. Uh, we're right here. We're at the beginning. We're toward the beginning of the sucker. On a plane. Okay? Probably in the first 30 minutes. And we're on a plane. Okay. And it's not the graduate. Not Well. I know that was going to be your first guess. Absolutely. For what's this shit. <laughs> right. Right. Why not? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I actually love The Graduate. We're on, a, we're on a plane and there is a young woman, a young woman who you're fond of, who's very famous. And she's sitting there in, um, in a window seat. Okay. And she's nervous. She's very nervous about flying. She's ve- really, it's, it's super irritating. Okay. And she's, you, you think that she's about to take off, right? Uh-huh. And she's like, you know, talking to herself and, and she's talking to herself, but there's like a, there's what sounds like maybe non-diegetic audio. It's really unclear of the, of a voice of, um, of like a guardian angel or a therapist or something that's kind of talking back to her. And she's on and on about like, it's like, what are you afraid of? And she's like, but all the things, all the things. And it goes back and forth. So she's clearly, you know, working through her flight anxiety. Is this a superhero movie? No, it's okay. not. And then 
and I actually, I'm not, I'm going to say this too. I'm not sure that you're going to get this one. I'm going to give you some more hints right, as we right, move right. forward because this is really kind of unfair because this is a little bit of an older film, not, not, not super old, but a little bit of an older film. And also it's, this is a bit of a deep cut. Okay. So she's sitting there and, you know, back and forth with this, this voice of, it's almost, you know, it's, it's, you don't know if it's diegetic or non-diegetic and you only see a shot of her. So you don't see anybody else on the plane. And again, she's back and forth talking to herself about her anxiety and flying. And, and she jumps up and launches off the plane. And what's revealed is that she was in a simulator. Huh. And it was some kind of a weird, you know, therapy, like intensive therapy that's trying to get her to okay. back off of her fear of flying. Sure. Do you know what this is? No. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to now describe another plane scene in the Okay. Film. Okay. Once again, she's on a flight. This time it's an actual flight and she's in a window seat and she's looking out the window and there's an empty seat next to her. And then next to that seat is a man with like a neck brace and it's miserable. And she's talking back and forth to herself kind of like she did, but without the, you know, the questionable voice. Is this Sandra Bullock? It's not. Okay. But, you know, well, I, I don't want to say just as, you know, sure. a, okay. a okay. few stones skips away because I like Sandra Bullock way more than I like this person. Okay. Okay. Um, and then there's a, a sort of um, what you might think is a French man oh. who is fussing about with a flight attendant and ends up, I don't know what the kerfuffle's about, but ends up sitting next to this particular young woman who's having this kind of freak out about being on a flight. And he's like, your face is all scrunchy and no do ba do Is this alleged Frenchman a very American actor? It is, absolutely. That's why I said. Is this is this Kevin Klein? It is. Good job. Okay, okay. I can. Th- is this lady then Marissa Tomei? No. Okay, well, what the fuck is this movie then? Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. This is French Kiss. This is French Kiss. You got it. I'm so impressed. Wow. It wasn't that much detail. And I hadn't really given you, I was, I was going to actually go as far as to say, you know, this is a young woman who has zero sexual chemistry with any of her co-stars, including this yeah, fake Frenchman, but certainly your boy. My boy Thomas. Ugh. Um, Thomas Hanks. Anyway, you got it. Good job. I'm surprised by that because this is at most like a quarter watch, right. very distracted on cable situation for me. Part of why I was going to give you so many clues. And I, I mean, I had at least two or three more big ones and you still got it. So wow. really good job. I think most people listening probably did not get that unless, again, for some reason they landed on this in the background in recent months. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily one that sticks with you. Yeah. Nobody's so. seeking this one out. Well, I did seek it out. I did. And I'll talk more about that while we're watching. Okay. Was this a VHS watch? This was a VHS watch. Okay. Okay. We got to talk about it more in another second. We'll talk about it more. But you won. You won. Hey. What you won? I don't know. Just pride. Another no prize for this old guy here. Old Corey. Doing his time in the the mines, so to speak. The mines of guessing films in these segments. Uh, what does he get every day for his labors? Respect. Just sore muscles. Respect. But I guess the satisfaction of a job well done to pat myself there on you the go. back and get a little uh, kick out of that. So, folks, this has been What's This Shit, and I've been Corey Kraft, and I won. Music, music, music. Maybe that's how we do it. I don't know. Something like that. Anyway, this is that. Like Tony, Tony, Tony. (laughs) Oh, I like that. I like that. Yes, just like it. Um, This is that segment of the podcast that's pretty new where we talk about, you know, music. Hard to tell from the 
title of the segment. Like Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> we only talk about Tony, Tony, Tony. Gosh. It's a short conversation. Man, it they, would be. They, hey, they be were, nice. I, I, the only actual knowledge I have of Tony, Tony, Tony is the joke in Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping, about that. And how Tim Meadows' manager character was the fourth member. But... He, his name had a question mark next to it, so it was Tony, 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 Tony. Oh wow! Which is a great joke in a I great mean, movie. You know, I let's. I'm gonna skip that. Sam is giving me the that. thumbs up because Sam knows what's up. Oh man, it's so it's definitely a joke that not everybody's gonna get. No. But I, I do yeah. appreciate. You know, I appreciate I mean, that. Just you, let it. Just let it settle yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, I it'll, it. it'll, it'll, it'll. You. you know. You'll, you'll you'll learn to appreciate it. Well, Tony, Tony, Tony may be the answer to one of these questions. Okay. I, right. I am not really sure. But um, the question I posed to y'all today is, what is your favorite all-time musician starring or not even necessarily starring, but just appearing in a film? What is your, you know, what's your feeling about that? And my, my thought was this should be a musician who's primarily a musician, right? Not mm-hmm. somebody who, you know, became a musician after they were a movie star because they had always had hopes for having a musical career, but really somebody who we recognize as a musician. Right. So what do y'all think? I, I could go a couple different ways on this. I, you know, the way I thought about it was the most memorable to me or formative in my life. And that took me back to high school when I watched in a relatively short amount of time uh, Jim Jarmusch's Down by Law and Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula yeah, and saw Tom Waits and was right. like, who mm. is this guy? And was introduced to Tom Waits's music mostly by Down by Law because it's used in that, but of course Tom Waits is Renfield and Dracula and is bug nuts fucking crazy in that movie <laughs> in the best way. And in shortcuts right. too. And in shortcuts, that's right. That was a little later, I think, for yeah. me, but but that's right. He's he was a big With part Lily of that. Tomlin. Which is yeah. such I to me that is, is such great... great casting playing off again playing off each other. Yeah, and that's a great movie. Um so that's my answer is gotcha. Tom Waits, not for any specific performance, but for the sort of like sure. lightning strike moment that was in high school of me discovering his music. I'm curious to hear though, and this is a, a figure that is much discussed on this podcast, but which came first music or film career with Jennifer Lopez? Because if Jennifer Lopez was predominantly thought of as a musician, then I would say out of sight in particular has to be right up there for me. So hmm. my understanding, and this might be a retraction, okay. but my understanding is that she was a actor first okay, and that she got into music when she, when she was channeling Selena. Selena. Right. Okay. Now that's my understanding and that, you know, it was sort of this really transformative thing. And I, I do think that she was cast in part because she did have that ability, but uh-huh. that it really caused her to become a singer. But now again, let me do a retraction if I'm wrong about that, but I, I believe so. In any event, by the time she made Out of sure. Sight, she was that right. sort of multi-hyphenate. And I love her in that movie so much. Yeah. So. I think she's I, – I actually think that J-Lo is pretty good. And you know me. I love Hustlers. But uh-huh. I also think she's way funnier than people give her credit. Yeah. I mean, those rom-coms, they're not like great. But they're charming. They're right. fun. Yeah, you know, she's fun to watch. She's fun to watch. Tickets. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially that um that Made in Manhattan. You oh, guys man. see Made in Manhattan? I never Manhattan. saw that. Man. Stop. 
Well, that could be a VHS watch for you one day. Oh, so it's, if I can get through it. it. Is that your favorite J-Lo film? No. <laughs> He's messing with us. I, I know. I think. But <laughs> I, I hope. You'll never know. <laughs> but, but, we, but we don't really know, we Terry, asked, Brad. We true. really don't know. I had to ask. So what's your thought, Brad, on this? Um, I kind of waffled between two, but I landed on uh, David Bowie. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody had to go there, right? That's yeah. a great. That's a great call. Uh, and that that is a formative performance for so many people. Yeah. Like an all time great. Well, and it was a weird thing because I think I saw that. What year did that movie come out? Do you guys remember? Eighty seven. Eighty seven. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I saw that movie as a kid and didn't really understand who David Bowie was, and then became a fan of his music, uh-huh. and then later went back and watched that movie yeah. again, and was, I don't know, pretty impressed. Yeah. He's. He's a weird dude. He's got presence. Yeah, for sure. Well, and uh, absolute beginners too, right? Am I, if I got the title right? Yeah, but I've never, not only have I never seen that, I don't remember when that came out. It was, you know what? It it made the strangely made the rounds in the sort of like staff pick section of the of the video store. Yeah, but you would have, you know, you would have had to been in that video store in the in the early eighties. For that to happen, but yeah, I mean, I'm just acknowledging that he's great and. And, and a couple of things, really. Yeah, man for sure. Who fell to earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, I forgot about um, that. The hunger. Oh wow! Yeah, I forgot about the hunger yeah. too, which we screened not that long ago. That's right. And he's not in it a ton. He's not, no, he's not but a neutral. He is incredibly watchable in it. So yeah, memorable. I had to have an honorable mention because he didn't win in my list because I don't think he was acting that much. But right. Dwight Yoakam and Sling Blade. Oh, he's awesome saw, in that movie. He's great I mean, in Sling what Blade. A Fucking prick. Yeah. He's great in Sling Blade. I, he, I, he's really, really good. He is an underrated actor. Right. Like, you know, there was a there was a period of time there where he would pretty reliably turn up and do scuzzy supporting roles like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think he's better than the material he's given Agreed. in Panic Room. Oh, agreed. But oh, I think right. he might even be better than the material in Sling Blade. I mean, I think he brings that character to life. Yeah. Yes. I'm not questioning fair. Billy no, Bob's fair. writing, but I do think that like it takes a, like that only can be pulled off by you know I mean, only by that dude, and it's 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 like mean, but at the same time really funny. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's hard to walk that edge. He's really good. Well, as we established on a relatively recent episode, I don't remember shit about right. Sling Blade. <laughs> that's so right. I, that's, that's, that needs to be a rewatch for me one day. I mean, he just sits there the whole time and is like, "Why don't you go get your faggot friend and your retard friend and get them to come over here?" Yeah, and you're I just do, like, I remember it should be repellent, and you're just like, "Oh my but god, something... It's something so." F- I mean, it's terrible, but it's really fun. Go too. fucking practice, then, Randy. <laughs> I'm going to call the boys up tonight and get them to come over. And then it's just him playing a show in the backyard. And you're just like, oh, my God, this guy. Holy like, every shit. small town has this has dude. that guy. This yep. dude is in every, like, somewhere right now he's drinking at a bar called the Oasis. There you somewhere. go. Wow. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry for my, you know, my words. But you can blame Billy Bob Thornton for that because he wrote that. Um, okay. Well, I have to say it. Got to say it. Uh-huh. There's mm. nothing quite like. Madonna and Desperately Seeking Susan. Yeah, I was wondering if you're going to have God Madonna on your man. list. God, I mean, she, and again, we can point at a lot of shit she's bad in. Sure. Do not get me wrong. I can think I'm of at least two to... really prominent Fine. examples of things she's bad in that I've Fine. watched recently. Who cares? Because she's fucking great in Desperately Seeking Susan. She's watchable. She's, she and just completely becomes Susan. Like, she's so amazing um, 
and just as a performer, but also because she's so like mysterious and captures that vibe of it all. And she's also really, really funny, but kind of like quietly funny. Mm. It's just really great in that film. I've she's, never seen it. Oh, by the well, next why. time that we record this podcast, I will have watched it. Good. I, I make that decree now. I will bump it up my watch list. If you don't like this film, I'm going to come at you like a cat that's come out of a bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> because it is so fucking good. So I don't think that you're going to just like it, but okay. I'm just warning you that if you don't, like we got problems. Her eating Cheetos by the pool and boxer shorts. She's fucking amazing in this thing. And it, it was it was also I think it was at a time when I saw this too when everybody wanted more of Madonna. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you just, it was pre-internet. It was like, you mm-hmm. couldn't get enough. And you know having her for like two hours on screen was just fascinating. What which Madonna was was she at this time? I'm trying to because I've she's, seen the movie, but it's been I have yeah, to watch it again. She's definitely like fingerless gloves, like the okay, look Madonna. Super early, then. Um, but she's really quiet in this film. Like mm. she has very, mm. she's just about as cool as it gets, and she has very few lines, and she's just like incredibly street smart, which is the whole thing she's playing against uh, off of um, Rosanna Arquette, uh, who's like a you know rich lady who's like a housewife, right? And so, it, but it plays off of that, and so it's a sort of like really street smart woman by this like really uh, versus this really. Um, kind of sheltered woman and it's it, it's very much like Rosanna Arquette gets a crush on Madonna right. by looking at the one ads and okay it's 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 such a great setup but um it is definitely like Madonna at the height of her Madonnaism what was her first movie um it was was it, was it Despre- Despre- no. Despre- no she was in a she was in like student level film that I need to I'll have to do her attraction because I won't remember the name of it, but she's she hmm. she plays a character who gets sexually assaulted in a bathroom. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't and see that. But I can't remember the name of it. But it it, it is like a five hundred dollar budget or kind of thing. I just Very remember an older girl girl that lived lived in my street took me and a few other kids that couldn't drive to the theater to see one of her movie, one of her early movies. Yeah, hmm. and it was pretty terrible. A certain sacrifice. I think it was called okay. a certain sacrifice. I will correct myself if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was called. And again, it's. I'm not it, it, that one's tough to watch just because it is so low budget. She's fine in it, but it's right. so low budget. Um, but man, she just she when you cannot take your eyes off of her when she's on the screen and desperately seeking Susan. So I can't wait to hear what you think. Okay, yeah. I did have a couple of honorable mentions that I mm-hmm. thought y'all might mention, so I just will quickly mention uh-huh. them. Mm-hmm. But the Ramones and Rock and Roll High School can not go without. <laughs> All right. Some you love. thought one of us would mention that instead of <clears throat> I you? Did, I did. I did. Maybe that's the most yeah, Rachel Morgan thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's I very mean, it's Rachel. Like for one sure. of the coolest films ever. And as a kid, I was like, God, Joey's so cool. You know. <laughs> um, and PJ PJ Souls is in it. It's really fun. And then uh, more modern. You know, so I'm not just totally stuck in the 80s, y'all. But I think The Weeknd and Uncut Gems is amazing. Oh, he's so good. Oh, man. I haven't seen that movie. It's yeah, it rules. I need to see that movie. He's, and he plays himself, which I fucking yeah. love. You know, Madonna kind of plays this, like, other version of herself, right? Like, what right. if Madonna didn't get famous kind of vibe? Yeah, yeah. But she doesn't really play herself. But The Weeknd plays himself. And, you know, of course, the That's Ramones cool. play themselves in this sort of cartoonish way. But, um, which, I mean, they're always embracing that. But, yeah, The Weeknd plays himself, and it's really... It's really um, kind of fun, and I don't know what what else would you say about it. It's fun, but also kind of a little bit dark. It's mm. it's a very yes dark and sort of self 
parodying yeah. version of himself. A little or, bit self-deprecating. Or, or you would hope it's a self-parody <laughs> yeah, anyway. I, yeah, you kind of don't know. But I would think he does. He seems to be doing it with a little bit of a sense of humor. For yeah. Sure. We don't have to have a conversation about this, but I, I did want to ask you guys because I haven't seen – this is more of a recent movie. Uh, how did old Gaga do in – that uh, Star is Born movie. Well, I think we've got oh, a split argued. decision we here. We argued about that before. Uh, I and I don't mean the movie itself, but like her. She's fine. I think she's great, and I think that movie's great. She's okay. fine. She's a little turned up, to, in my opinion. And uh, and I, mean, I, I think her. I think the big problem there is Bradley Cooper. Hmm. You you want Gaga turned up? Just wait till this fucking Joker <laughs> sequel comes out. I mean, fine, but that's appropriate. Sure, that's appropriate. That is going to be the most insufferable movie ever made. Yeah, you're probably right. Probably. I mean, yeah. I'm already tired about it. Yeah, I'm I hear so you. tired. Um, I also want to point out we didn't mention Cher, and she mm, should probably mention. We should mention that's Cher true. Um, and Silkwood and is, Mask and yeah. everything. Cher is Moonstruck. Fucking, she's thank you. Yep. She's fucking amazing. This is um, the opportunity for me to slip in that I finally watched Silkwood. By the way, and, oh, and thought it was great. Well, let's talk about it during what we're okay. Watching. Yeah, it's great. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I like it. Spoiler alert. There you go. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Side Talks Podcast. For your own personal cinematic, speaking of Madonna, Madonna and Mariah. Uh-oh, those oh, two. those two. You know that they've had a feud. I, I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole of who all has Madonna had a feud with. And it's a long list, everybody, as I'm sure that you can imagine. She I, sent me threatening letters as a nine-year-old. Yeah, good for her. <laughs> she was in the right. Uh, well, apparently back in 1995 is where this beef started, okay? Okay. And, uh, and here's the thing. It hasn't stopped. It's continued. It's continued. These two women don't... They're not ones to kind of let things go, if you haven't noticed. But, <laughs> I've noticed. But back in 1995, Madonna said in an interview, so she started this shit. That's when I was nine years old. This is, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's beefing. Well, she said in an interview... Mariah Carey lacks a fucking point of view. Whoa! Yeah, she That did. is real big talk from a woman who had changed her whole deal like four or five times up to that point. Yeah, right? well, you you have to, you know, if you want to maintain, if you want to be a woman in the music industry, you've got to change your entire look and persona and personality at least 14 times a year. Just ask Taylor. <laughs> so anyway, she didn't stop there, though, Corey. Oh, no. She continued to say, but I guess if you're not particularly bright, you don't give a damn. <gasps> so her yeah. fans are stupid, too. Yeah. So, of course, of course, this interviewer did what any great interviewer would do just to keep the shit stirred and turned to Mariah and said, what would you like to say about this? Did you see what Madonna said about you? And Mariah Carey said, oh, man, here we go. Oh, no. Yep, just get ready for it. Um, you know, we can't not let Mariah speak. I really haven't paid attention to Madonna since I was in seventh or eighth grade <gasps> when she used to be popular. <gasps> Ethered. So there, you go. there you go. Oh my God. That yep. is a fucking typical kill Mariah, shot. man. Typical Mariah. Well, look, as a well established by this point in the podcast, um, feminist ally. Yeah. I hate to see two strong women go at it like this. I hate that, too. I, I don't like to see women call each other dumb or irre uh, irrelevant or any of this kind of stuff. But at the same time, boy, oh, boy, do I love a little bit of a, a, a Mariah and Madonna scratch up. Maybe I think this is a love-hate. Women should support women. 
Thank you That's for that. That's the Corey. hand clap Thank emoji that. that I added I there, but in an audio way. I will. I will say this: these two women are both. <laughs> I just tickled myself. I with know that. you really did. These are both queens. Everybody, bow. Get down on your fucking knees. When people start in on Madonna about her shit in the bathtub, or her this, or her that, or her plastic <laughs> surgery, her, I'm like, get on your fucking knees right now. You're talking about fucking Madonna. She is. She's a queen. Shut the fuck up. She can do whatever she wants. She's Madonna. Shut your mouth. Well, thank you so much for listening <laughs> to the Side Talks podcast. Um, Did you hear me, Corey? I have. I don't think Not said anything bad mean about, about Madonna, Madonna other than I think I saw some movies that she was bad in. Yeah, were shut bad. your mouth. Okay, I'm she's just saying. Madonna, bitch. It was Body of Evidence came out in like 1992. <laughs> yeah. I think she's heard it all. It's by an now. insane fucking. She's film. not going to like come at me for like. No shining the light on the fact that she made a bad movie you don't know that uh, well, she's watching you. she did send she's me Madonna. threatening letters she in 1995 all. she's like santa claus she sees all she knows all everybody watch your back oh boy thanks to beltwell studios yeah thanks and sorry brad You're what fine. are you apologizing for <laughs> i don't know this i i would say it went off the rails but i don't know if it was what? ever on the rails this uh, is nothing the whole the whole have you have you never listened to the project. side talks podcast yeah I, I, it's not even exclusive to this episode we jumped the rails like months ago that's right uh thank you to all of you for listening and visit sidewalkfest.com or at sidewalk film on social media and come see a movie with us at the cinema we hope you do anyway uh you you see how wacky this is and full of antics well there's a lot of antics at the cinema and some really great movies too so come see a movie with us Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.